breaking through the impossible with Christ. Ephesians three fourteen to 20. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we may ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Paul prayed this prayer for us, you and me, to live in the knowledge and revelation of it daily. Why? Because Jesus is alive and makes it possible. It is not what we can do for God that is important, but what God can achieve through us. It is how available we are that is so important. The key to this is giving our time in prayer and waiting on God. Prayer is practical. It's not just saying prayers. It is relationship, discussing issues, seeking his guidance, and the Lord will answer. His answers are sometimes simple, sometimes profound, sometimes practical, and sometimes impossible. But we need to obey him, obey him in the simple, and obey him in the profound, obey him in the practical, and obey him in the impossible. As we obey God regardless, he will confirm what he has told us to do with his signs and wonders following. Mark 16, 20 says, And they went forth and preached everywhere the Lord working with them and confirmed the word with signs following. I've seen this to be so real in my own life. Not just once, but many times. I remember back to some time ago when I was in a country called Malawi and we were giving a crusade at the school and there came along some children in wheelchairs. Anyway, I decided that after the message I would pray for the big long line of people. While I was praying in the line, the Lord said, Go and pray for that child in the wheelchair. Oh my gosh, I was going to leave her till last. But if God says, do something, you do it. And I went over and I asked the 12-year-old girl what was wrong with her. She said she had had malaria 
over, I think it was five or six years ago. And she had gone into a coma from the malaria. And when she came round, she was totally paralyzed and blind. And she had been in this wheelchair ever since. Is that impossible? Well, I thought it was. Anyway, I prayed for her because the Lord told me to pray for her. And I said, Mawawa, do you believe the Lord is healing you? She says, yes, yes, he's healing me. I said, right, well, take hold of my hand and in the name of Jesus, stand up and walk. And to my utter amazement and everybody else around, Mawawa stood up. And holding my hands, she took a couple of steps forward. And I said, the Lord is healing you. Now, Mawawa, can you take, let go of my hands and walk alone? And she says, no. I said, why? She says, I can't see. I suddenly realized that I had not prayed for her eyes. I laid hands on her eyes and prayed for her sight to return. And suddenly Mawawa let go of my hand. She says, I can walk now. I can see now. And she began to walk. The next boy was a boy called David. He also had malaria, but for four years. And he also um, had been paralyzed through a coma. He could see though. I prayed for David and I said to David, do you think the Lord is healing you? He says, yes, he's healing me. I said, well, take my hands in the name of Jesus, stand up and walk. And he started to walk stand up and suddenly she bounced back in the chair he says my knees won't hold me so I prayed for the knees and I said right I think the Lord's healed you now would you like to stand up and walk he stood up cautiously and then holding both knees with his hands in case they gave in again he began to walk then gradually let go of his knees and he found his knees could hold him and then there was no stopping David. He was running around and he pushed his own wheelchair and he began to have great fun as any young boy would. The next was a 17-year-old girl called Angela and she too, the Lord, raised up and healed her. Jesus had broken through the impossible. You see, this is what God does when we hear God in prayer and obey him. Let's see how Jesus conquered the impossible while he was on earth and how he taught us to do the same. We'll start with how Jesus came to earth where the angel Gabriel spoke to Mary about bearing a son and tells us that Elizabeth is also expecting a child in her old age. Luke 1, 35-37 And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon you, 
and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. Therefore also that holy thing shall be born of thee, shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For God, nothing shall be impossible. The Greek original of this last sentence actually says that no word from God returns to a void, just as Isaiah 55.11 says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. This shows that Jesus came to earth in an impossible way through the virgin birth. Hebrews 10.4 for it is not possible that the blood of bulls or goats should take away sins. Only Jesus is sinless. He was born by a virgin birth. So therefore, he was not contaminated by the fall of man. He therefore was the only one who could pray, pay the price for our sin. Acts 2.23 Him Jesus Christ, being delivered by the determined counsel and foreknowledge of God, you have taken and by wicked hands have crucified the slain, whom God has raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. Death could not hold Jesus down. Jesus conquered the impossible. Jesus rose from the dead after three days in the tomb. Jesus did the impossible. Jesus conquered sin, sickness and death for each one of us who chooses to receive what he has done for us through our salvation. Not through our own efforts, but by his grace alone. Scripture then teaches us how we can accomplish the impossible with Jesus. Mark 9 23 to 26 Jesus said unto him if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes and straight away the father of the child cried out and said with tears Lord I believe help me my unbelief when Jesus saw that the people were running together he rebuked the foul spirit saying unto him thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge you, come out of him and enter him no more. And the spirit cried and rent him and came out of him, and he was as one dead, insomuch as many said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. Of course, he is healed. Jesus lived the impossible. He had authority and power over distance, over nature, over sickness, over death itself. In these scriptures, did Jesus did not only show us what he did, but also how he did it. Jesus then teaches us how to take authority. Hebrews 11:6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is 
and that he is a reward of them that diligently seek him. Without faith, the impossible will always stay impossible. But with faith, the impossible becomes possible when we diligently seek him in prayer. Faith comes when we believe that Jesus is alive. Faith comes when we believe that Jesus is alive. Faith for the impossible is activated through prayer. I know David Hathaway, a man of great faith. He taught me by coming one of his intercessors for Eurovision. He asked me one day to pray for a lot of money to come in within a week. I said, that's impossible, Lord. I said, but he replied, you give the first and I will cause 99 others to do the same. I didn't want to do it. That was my whole savings, but I obeyed and within a week the Lord did the rest and the whole amount was raised. Unbelief is the greatest obstacle to overcome. If the devil can tempt a person into unbelief, then the impossible will always stay impossible for that person. Jesus also had problems with dealing with unbelief, even with his own disciples. Matthew 17, 17 to 20. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and preserved generation, how long shall I have to be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out from him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus and said, why could we not cast them out? And Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say to you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you'll say to this mountain, Remove hence to a yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. Faith as small as a mustard seed can move mountains. Well, God created the mountains, didn't he? That is how great faith is. Faith is stronger than a mountain. If only we will believe that Jesus is alive. This is the key. If Jesus is alive, anything is possible. We are small and insignificant compared to our big great God. We cannot do anything that is impossible, but Jesus can through us. We can break through the impossible with Christ. When I was in Zambia, I discovered orphans living alone in the bush in empty mud huts. We gathered them together for the gospel message and to pray for the sick. Jesus healed them instantly. I could not get back into the car and leave them there, though. There was more that I had to do. And I said, can anybody teach around here? And a retired teacher came forward. If I I leave you some money, I said, to buy food for these orphans each day. Would you be prepared to teach them? She said yes and agreed. So I emptied my purse of money and shouted, Who wants to come to school? And every hand went up. And an orphan school was started under two mango trees. Eighty-seven orphans. I then got into the car and left. The only problem 
is that these orphans increased in number from 87 to 300 orphans within two months. I called an urgent meeting for our trustees because we did not have the funds to feed all these orphans. I should have asked for permission from the trustees before I set up the school, but that's extremely difficult when you're in Africa and I could see the need in front of me. I bowed my head in shame at this meeting, not knowing what to do when the phone rang. It was a lady in Scotland who said, this morning, the Lord told me to give you £5,000 to feed the orphans. The Lord had answered my prayer. Everything was suddenly sorted out and the same lady then sent enough money to build a school for these orphans. The Lord supplied the money needed every month through different miraculous ways. And Joy Johnson in New Zealand then introduced Organic Garden and sank four wells for the four villages as the 300 children grew into 2,000 orphans. Today, through the setting up of small businesses, the orphans in Africa are now self-sufficient and the Lord has done it. The glory goes to him. Hebrews 6.18 says, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. It is impossible that God should lie. Then what is holding us back other than our choosing to believe the lies of the devil? And the Bible says that the devil is a father of lies. Read John 8.44 The Lord then showed me that there are three kingdoms. The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of darkness, and the kingdom of this world. Through the fall of man, the kingdom of darkness entered into the world, bringing with it sin, sickness, and death. The fall of man caused man to live in this world cut off from the kingdom of heaven. And so they've become spiritually dead. Thus the kingdom of this world took root. Men became limited to the earthly realm where the impossible stays impossible because man is fallen. This is why man finds it difficult to understand spiritual things. But 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But when a man receives what Jesus has done for him on the cross, he becomes spiritually alive again, born again into the kingdom of God, becoming a child of God. This means that we are no longer limited to the earthly realm, but can rise up in Christ and break through the impossible with him. Yet, why are most of us not living it? Is it because many of us have received the Lord a little later in life and not 
and are not used to living in a limit. We are so used to living in the limited earthly realm that we receive Christ and just carry on living in the limited earthly realm. But we must rather know who we are in Christ and rise up to our position in Him, where we can live in His victory, just as Jesus did. And we can break through the impossible with Christ. Let us move ahead in faith and believe that the Lord will do it. If we have truly heard from God, then we can also believe that God will do it. I gave gospel message over to the phone in a remote village in Pakistan one day. And after praying for the sick, they came forward to share their healing they had just received. A certain lady had complained that for six years she could not see, and after prayer she had only been half healed. So, could the lady from England please pray for her again over the phone? I prayed for her, and suddenly she said, Now I am completely healed. And I thought what wonderful faith she had. If only we all had faith like her we would also receive our healing so much easier. She knew that if we preached the living God, he would do a 100% miracle, not a half miracle. Half healing was not a full miracle. So she asked me to pray again, and she received her full healing. Praying for healing over the phone is also breaking through the impossible with Christ. After all, no doctor can do that. No human being can heal a person over the phone or radio, but Jesus can and he does it all the time. With Jesus, we can break through the impossible. The impossible becomes possible because of his great and glorious love for his people. And he's going to break through the impossible this morning. And I want any of you who are sick, to lay your hand on your sickness or your pain now and just say the simple prayer Lord Jesus I know you can heal me please place your spiritual hand on my hand and I will be healed in Jesus name now receive your healing right now in Jesus name sicknesses have to go in Jesus name Pain has to go in Jesus' name. Bodies must be healed in Jesus' name. Receive your healing now. God bless you. And if any of you have not yet received Jesus as Lord and Savior, I'd like to lead you through this prayer now. Say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I come to you now. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Please forgive me every sin I've ever done. I choose to follow you in truth and righteousness from this time on. Thank you for forgiving me. Please come into my heart and life as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you've made this decision, you are born again to eternal life. You start living in righteousness. Buy yourself a Bible and read it. Learn to pray every day, get to know our living God and find yourself a Bible-believing church. 
God loves you so, so much. And I will now hand back to our host. God bless you.